You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always, my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And Shannon G and Mesa AZ. And welcome everyone. We appreciate your patronage. Thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, this is a busy, uh, the next two weeks are going to be really busy for us. Uh, we are excited. Um, How busy is it? <laughs> so busy. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I, I wasn't prepared for that joke, but thank you. Uh, this weekend is uh, the Winter Warbirds that's held at Sun Valley Flyers every year. They do a really, really good job. If you own a Warbird, you can come out and fly, whether it's a turbine or, uh, you know, propeller driven or gas or electric or whatever. If it if it has a Warbird, then they usually hold it there. And it's a really good uh, opportunity to kind of, you know, see all different types. Um, I've been the last couple of years and they have everything from, you know, small P-51 electrics all the way up through big, you know, huge Stragas with the Colm, you know, three-cylinder motors that sound just tremendous. Uh, we are excited because uh, we received our free of paperwork, and so that's good news. You know, I mean, I think a couple of podcasts ago we were talking about it, and we hadn't gotten anything. But the email came through uh, kind of a week, a week or so ago and, um, you know, basically said, hey, we got our paperwork, and now we're official. So. Ooh. We're super, super, super excited. Uh, downside, you know, we had a couple guys that were coming to the Winter Warbirds that uh, may not be able to show. Uh, one of our uh, good friends that from California was supposed to come out, and he's got family um, that he's taking care of. So I don't think uh, Harry's going to be out. But then, uh, and then Shannon, you've got you're going to come, but you've got kind of a big a big undertaking on your plate with what happens the weekend after. Yeah, just, just this Wars. little thing called the Arizona Electric Festival 20th Annual. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Right. <laughs> and we know that that's a huge on his plate and, uh, I mean, taking the time to uh, hang out with us and do all that work too. Uh, he is Superman in our eyes. So we're, we got that where's, where's my phone booth? Change. I know, right? Yeah, I can't find a phone booth to change on. anymore. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. uh, excited that Mike, uh, AK Mike and Jay are both arriving next week. So that's good news about a week from today. And uh, that, that will be uh, exciting to have both those guys here and notify the local authorities that. that they're arriving too. So, we do. Yeah. yeah they, yep. they let me out of Texas. Uh, bring out the. <laughs> I'm allowed to travel out of state. That's so true. Uh, that's so true. It's too funny. Well, uh, this week uh, is pretty exciting. I have a really good friend that I've known for uh, quite some time that's in that works with me, and uh, we go way back. And he's an RC guy out in uh, Colorado, and uh, his name's Scott Berryman. We've talked about him on the podcast before, and uh, Scott was uh, been talking to me. He's been watching. He's pretty pod, a pretty good podcast listener, and you know he kind of listens to us. And then uh, you know since I've kind of gotten into these turbines, he's kind of been you know asking me about them and you know, what's it like and, and watching me go through, you know, my, uh, my turbine world, he, he's kind of got the bug, I think at some point. So he asked me, you know, Hey, should I get a turbine? And I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, that's up to you. Everybody makes the choice. Um, you know, I, I just happened to fly one and, and found a good deal on one. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm head over heels in it. And the owner of you know, four, four, three. 
Uh, yeah, probably more than that now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> two that were flying. And, uh, anyway, uh, but yes, Jay is correct that uh, there were uh, quite a few out there uh, that uh, I was, um, you know, messing around with. And so, oh, got ball bearings rolling everywhere. Uh, so anyway, and then with the loss of the, uh, you know, the one that we just did a couple of weeks ago. Sparrow. So now I got to go get something else, the Sparrow, yeah. So, you know, I'm looking for something else. So anyway, Scott, back to him, he, uh, he called me and, uh, he basically said, you know, Hey, uh, you're not going to be very happy, but I, I, I bought a turban <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm not unhappy. Right. I mean, that's, it's up to you. Whatever you do with that is fine. Uh, but you know, geez, this is a kind of all of a, su- a sudden move, you know, like what, what caused this? And so anyway, he sent me, uh, an ad and, and uh, he had found in his area a really, really good deal on an Avante. It's a Sabard Avante. It's uh, the smaller version. I think it's a 60 size maybe. And it had the turbine and everything, you know, ready to go. And the guy offered, uh, you know, was selling it for a friend or something. And, and then, uh, you know, Scott made an offer and the guy accepted. So he uh, he called me and he said, uh, you know, what do I do? And I said, well, what? <laughs> it's a great looking airplane you're going to have to, you know, put together. He goes, no, it's coming down to your house uh, and to your shop so you can build it. <laughs> so, what? He wasn't going to fly so right there in the neighborhood, right down the street, like you guys did with the L 39. Well, it's, it's yeah, no doubt. I did do that. Uh, I did go down to see Scott uh, in a summer, two summers ago or three summers ago, I think it's yeah. been a while. And I took my L 39 and uh, we were at a friend of his and I just, he saw it in the car and he's like, Oh my gosh, you got the L 39 with you. And I said, yeah. So I just, whipped it out, stuck the battery in it and flew it right off his driveway <laughs> in his neighborhood. Anyway, everybody was standing outside watching me fly over their houses. And I'm like, oh, I hope this thing doesn't hit something. You know? <laughs> uh, and I landed in the street behind a car. It was pretty funny. He thought that was cool. Um, but anyway, I tell, you know, he kind of asked me, Hey, how do I get started with this? And you know, what's the first step? And, and I told him, I said, well, jumping on the, uh, you know, if you've never flown a turbine, it's no different than flying any other airplane. It just has a couple of different you know, characteristics as far as the landing takeoff and emergency stuff goes. And so, you know, he started thinking about it and he said, well, maybe I should get an EDF first. And I was like, well, yeah, I have the L39, the A10, you know, a couple other EDFs. So I said, you're welcome to come fly those. And, um, he's like, yeah, okay, let me think about it. So I get this text message and it's a picture of a box sitting on my front porch. And I was like, wow, that's weird. How'd you get that photo of the box sitting on my front porch? And he was like, oh, I ordered it. <laughs> an Avanti. So you can see behind me, there's an Avanti V2 from Motion RC. And um, <clears throat> it's uh, just slightly smaller than what his turbine version is, but he had a really good plan and he decided that uh, he's going to get this one. He's going to fly this one around uh, until he gets comfortable with it and then uh, move up to the turbine. So, uh, which is a great idea. I did the same thing with, yeah, uh, with the L39. Sure yeah, I flew, um, I flew the uh, Motion RCL 39, and then um, you know got to take a turn on the on the 105 size, which is what Shannon has. Um, Shannon's got the uh, the EDF version of that. Yeah, I love and it. And I flew the turbine version yeah. of that. <clears throat> so I flew the turbine version that size, and then now I wound up with the Baja Hobbies, you know, the big guy. So which flies just like the little ones. So that that's that's a good plan for Scott. So anyway, this showed up on my doorstep. And I kind of like to go over some of the stuff today on on the new because I've actually flown the old Avanti, the V1. And, uh, you know, 
I liked it. I, I personally felt that it, it didn't have quite as much punch to it. Uh, it did feel a little lethargic to me, but it's a sport jet. So, you know, um, I didn't dislike it. I just like the L39 better. That was my style of, you know, airplane. But a lot of guys have the version one, and it was a great flying airplane. Uh, and I've flown several of them. But this is the version two, and it is amazing. It's got a lot of upgrades. And, you know, Jay and I were talking about it earlier. And, uh, and Shannon mentioned the first one. The first one is obviously color scheme. And how do you, do either one of you guys know how we got this color scheme? Uh, no, no, no. I just, I like the version one cause I love the yellow cause it popped. Yeah. The yellow is good. Uh, well I, I will give you a, a kind of a lowdown on, on this particular paint scheme, but, uh, motion RC has a hobby squawk. You probably been on there. They, uh, it's their little bulletin board where guys can get on there and talk to one another about their airplanes. And uh, they decided that, uh, hey, you know, we're coming out with this second version of the Avanti. We have a couple of color schemes in mind, and these are these are them, right? So they put it out to the, the public, and they said, okay, you know, we have a couple. Why don't we take a vote? This color is what won the vote. Oh, okay. So, the, so, so all of the customers uh, who were on the Hobby Squawk um, platforms, they were able to cast a vote on their favorite color scheme. And at the end of the time, uh, this is what kind of won over. So it, it's a very, very cool scheme. It's I like the red and black. It's kind of classy, and it's got some you know grayish in there. Uh, the second thing they did was put a glass canopy on it. The other one, if you remember, was smoked. Had a smoked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like just a canopy with a smoke, black smoke. Uh, but they decided uh, once again from um, the uh, you know the hobby squat guys when they were out talking about the Avanti and how well they liked it. They said, you know, oh, it'd be really kind of cool to, you know, have a pilot uh, in it. And so they were like, yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal. So I know it's a sport jet and a lot of sport jets don't have pilots. They just have the, you know, the blackened out canopy. Even my Sparrow had that. But it is kind of cool to, you know, be able to see it. it. It gives a little bit different look. To me, it looks more like a Viper jet nose. Similar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that. Yeah. Similar. Uh, but has that Avanti, you know, body kind of wing look um let's see what else did they do they upgraded the the nose gear doors so the nose gear doors um used to have a double hinge and it just was two two parts kind of like the l39 you know has that one hinge in the front Mm -hmm. one hinge in the back and then you know you and i both know if you kind of bounce your landing the nose kind of pops out of there so they decided yeah we don't want that because there's two nose door gears on this one uh they open you know, in the middle. So, so there's two of those instead of just one, one all the way across. And, uh, so what they did is they put, uh, three hinges on it now, I think. So they put one on the either end and then one in the middle, and then they are double hinge. They're thicker hinges as well. So now they, they sit in there and the doors actually close a little better. Uh, so they're not, you know, just kind of hanging. And, oh, uh, okay. and the bottom of these, the bottom of this airplane has a ridge on it and you probably can't see it, but it's got like a, a thin, kind of like a, a body strake underneath okay. it. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, it comes to the, you know, like on the L39, it's actually round, kind of like the F-16. It's got, you know, kind of a round body on the bottom. But this one actually comes down, and then it kind of makes a point. And uh, it was, the old version was really, 
um, soft there. So if you set it down in your trailer or on the table, or if you push down on it, you could dent that little body strake that went down the middle. And, um, you know, the doors were supposed to match it. So the doors actually have this little kind of this little curvature to them. And then when they close, they're supposed to line up with this, this little body strake. And, and so when the doors didn't close very well, it kind of, you know, caused some flutter in the, uh, in the gear doors, but now they fixed the gear doors and on the body strake, they actually put a piece of wood down that piece. So oh, wow. now it's got some strength. If you set it down, uh, there's actually wood there now, instead of just being soft foam where it, um, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, will get dented or whatever. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and it worked out really well because I knew the first one didn't have that. And I was real soft on this one. You know, I pulled it out and I made sure I had some foam sitting down there. <laughs> you know, and I was like being real, real soft with it. And I'm like, you know, about to put it all together for Scott. And then uh, when I flipped it over and started looking at it, I was like, hey, wait a second. And I tapped it like this. I was like, oh, that's a lot harder than I remember, you know. And uh, so anyway, I jumped online to look and sure enough, they they had this uh, this metal. Uh, one of the other things they did, speaking of the nose gear, is uh, they shortened it. Uh, one of the complaints that I had when I flew it, uh, the L-39, and, and I like a little bit more tail-heavy airplane anyway, but my L-39, when it landed, had a little bit more nose up. So hitting the nose gear wasn't really always an option, right? But this thing has split flaps. And in split flaps, you come down with a little bit more nose down. So guys would hit the hit the nose gear and it would get this pilot-induced oscillation down. I think at the EF, a couple of guys had that happen where boing, they boing, boing. bounced it down the runway. Yeah, boing, boing, look like a pogo stick. Well, in this version, they shortened it. So now it has a nose down, you know, with the split flaps. But when you go to flare, the nose is actually not going to hit first. And if you do hit it, it's a trailing link gear. So it doesn't do this little bouncy, bouncy down, down the runway. So that was a, a fairly good, um, you know, improvement. And with the trailing link gear uh, and they're shock absorbing, so they, got a, they look exactly like the L39. So for Jay, this one is very grass friendly. You can fly it off your grass field. Well, that's good because so that's it, why uh, I love the L39 when you rec- when you got that for me was because it doesn't matter whether it's paved or grass, it, it acts the same. And I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it uh, it does really, um, you know, really well. So, and takeoffs and landings. So, that's, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of cool. Uh, let's see, what else do they do? They, um, they changed out the the flying services because before uh, I'm sure Shannon kind of knows this, but in some of the older versions of the uh, L3 of the motion RCs, they had like little plastic ball links, right? They had a little Mm -hmm. plastic piece and it had a, and that would break uh, if you got, you know, bouncing or if you had a hard landing or whatever sometimes. And I actually had that happen. I think Jay and I talked about on a podcast a year or two ago where the, the ball link on my elevator broke and I only had the one elevator. Mm. I was out there flying around and I'm like, Hey, something's wrong with this plane. And when I came down the wire, you know, the elevator linkage is just hanging. It's it's still attached because it's screwed on one end, but it was just hanging. And the little, you know, single or the little uh, plastic piece was broke. And so now they've moved uh, to a little bit stouter. I think it's a a brass. It's a brass ball link instead of the plastic. Nice. And so, so it's a much nicer, much cleaner, uh, and a little bit heavier. So that that's good. Um, 
So yeah, it's it, it that you know so far just the things I've I've mentioned are huge improvements. Even though they're tiny, they're 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 big enough that they you know they make a difference. Um, they put the CG markers on the bottom of the wings now. If you flip it over, it actually has a dot in the foam and it says CG. So you don't have to look for it anymore. You know exactly where it is, and you can just yeah. either, you know, all planes should CG do that. Meter, or you yeah, can put your the, fingers. The AL thirty seven. I like know, right? Too. They should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something new that they that they did. But it's definitely on this one versus the other yeah. one. So, um, and I, you know, I think it's it's a great idea because when you get out to the field, moving that battery back and forth, some guys like it a little nose heavy, some guys that like it a little uh, tail heavy. And I will tell you that motion, I, you know, I went back uh, and looked at some of the stuff and, and motion actually did uh, three flights on this with a 4,000, 5,000 and 6,000 milliamp batteries. Oh, and uh, I watched all three flights. They were, there's a huge difference in battery weight, but the airplane pretty much flew the same. Now the times were a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the airplane on a 4,000 milliamp that this thing had like unlimited vertical, it just was like, boom, gone, but it was really tail heavy, right? Cause it's a lighter weight and they had to move the, this lighter battery forward. Uh, 6,000 milliamp, it was a little heavy. And I think Jay can probably tell you from me going down there and flying his batteries, he's got some 5,500, some 5,000, 4,000. You can definitely tell the difference with that 55, yeah. right? Or 6,000, whatever that <clears> is, <throat> battery is. It's got a lot more downhill run because it's, you know, weighted in the front. And we have to kind of. Yeah, that's, that's one of the problems with the L39 is that the box, you know, where the battery goes, the bay is, it's just a little too short. You know what I mean? I mean, it's great mm-hmm. for. You know, forty five hundred's perfect, right, or whatever. But you know, like I said, I I I had found a great deal on a you know that fifty five hundred. I'm like, oh, fifty five hundred, well, a little bit more time, and you know, the C rating's great. Ah, it shouldn't be that much of a difference. And oh boy, you could tell when you put that thing in a clunk. So I only fly it when it's super super windy out. Then <laughs> then it then it all right. evens out. You know, and it it definitely helps. But it would be nice if I had a little bit more room to move that battery back and forth so yeah yeah and that's an excellent point and and this one here the battery bay is a little bit wider a little bit longer so you can accommodate different size batteries so that's kind of nice and the tray the battery tray is kind of tapered so that makes it really nice too and uh but anyway so um yeah so some of the other things that they did is uh one of the things on my l39 that I've had to, you know, kind of address is that it has three pin hinges in it. That's it. Right. And on occasion, if I get really rock and rolling and I pancake it in or do something stupid where I, you know, I've cartwheeled it, but that's usually where it tears right on the edge of that elevator. Those one of those pins will loosen up and then the elevator starts fluttering. And then, you know, you're kind of like, man. So on this particular one, they added more uh, hinges. So now, now I think there's four, four or five of them in there. And they're smaller, but they're they're more of them, and so it gives it much more adhesion. Even though it's you know EPO foam and it's still kind of attached to itself, the hinges in there actually you know keep it together. So it's really nice. Um, I was pretty impressed with that because I mean you know it's one of the things that I was always griping about is that you know well I got three hinges in here and you know they're really tiny pin hinges, but uh, but that's a that's a good upgrade. Uh, hey, hey Mike, I, I have a quick. You know, I have a quick question for you. 
So I remember when those things came out, um, the first version had a cheater hole in the bottom, didn't it? Yep. Sure because, did. you know, the inlets were kind of small. Does this one use a cheater hole or did they improve it that? It does or? not. Nope. They oh, did improve okay. it. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, that, so that was, that was, uh, um, another thing that, uh, you know, they kind of looked at, um, they, they painted everything. So on the first one, you know, it was like, you said you liked it cause it was, it was yellow and then white. Right. Mm-hmm. But the white was bare foam. Yeah. And so you, we all know that in Arizona, we put it out there in the, in the heat and it starts mm. to gator. Right. It goes happens here in Texas too. Imagine that. Right. Well, they painted <laughs> everything. So now, now instead of having bare foam, it's painted white. Ah, good. So, so that's something that they did. And because of that, uh, you know, they were able to paint everything. Then they, they basically, um, redesigned, uh, those inlets right here so that you don't need a cheater hole. Oh, good. So they optimized the ducting, uh, here and, uh, and actually made it a little more, bo- a little more narrow on the inside so that it pulls in a little bit more, uh, air. So it's a little fatter, but, uh, but yes, you are correct. It doesn't have the cheater hole. Uh, and then it doesn't have any white foam. So both of those items are, are really, um, you know, an upgrade uh, for the, um, you know, for the Avanti. And then uh, finally, I think, uh, well, there's two things. The final things uh, that they did was uh, they upgraded the 80 millimeter. It used to have a nine blade, I believe, and now it's a 12 blade. And because they went to the 12 blade, uh, they've got the 365, 58, 2150 uh, in runner, which is the upgraded in runner uh, that they have for the high power. You know, they used to sell a high performance type airplane, and it had the upgraded free wing motor in it. And then this one, it's, this one comes standard with it. So now it sounds like a turbine. It uh, it's got a really good sound. Twelve blades. I love the twelve and fourteen blades. They sound really turbinish. Uh, they do require a little bit higher ESC. And so uh, where you would normally get away with like a 50 or 60 or 80, this one has a hundred, but the new 100 uh, actually that they started putting in these airplanes now have a reversing uh, capability. So that's kind of cool. I think yours has that too, right? Don't, can you reverse your, your, your um, 737 one? What is that, the AL? No, mine was just 39? before that version. Um, I am putting it in my, I'm up, up updated my my E-Flight F, uh, F-18, where I'm putting the, mm-hmm. I put the avian thrust reversing, so I'm, I'm actually hoping to have that ready for AEF this year. Oh, there you go. That's very cool. Now, the downside to having that, though, is you need an extra channel for it. So if you're used to running six shouldn't channels. Shouldn't be a problem for Shannon. Well, yeah, I know, but if you're, <laughs> It shouldn't, but uh, what I'm saying is that if you're used to running normally, you would run this on a on a on a six channel. If you only had six mm-hmm. channels, uh, you're not going to get the reverse. You need at least seven. Right. Yep. So right. you'd have to jump to. Like, I got eight. I don't think they make an eight channel. Oh yeah. Oh, do they oh, make yeah. an eight oh, channel? Yeah. I actually okay. just bought one. So. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. So you have an eight channel, ten channel or a ten channel yeah, or twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or ten or twelve. The more the merrier. 12 is probably overkill. You're using a lot more unless you wanted to split it. Cause they, they do everything off of the control board. If you wanted mm-hmm. to put everything into your actual radio, you can see radio skip yeah. the control board, but yeah, but, uh, but I like the, uh, so, so one of the other things on the L 39, they've got a really wide, um, 
connector. It's like a six cell, you know, you know, the balancing plug on a six mm-hmm. cell, how mm-hmm. wide it is. That's what they actually, for the, for the A10, I'm sorry, not for the L39, for the A10, that's what they use to plug in. But on this one, they went to the real tiny one. So it's more like a, it's still six uh, connections, but it's only the size of like a four cell. So, so it's like the Balancing ribbon port, yeah. cable on it's not real, real thick. It's a real tiny. Is it like one. the old Thunder Power? So that's kind of cool. Tip connector, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just a push in, like a what do they call that? A J. Jesse. Yeah. But I think no, GST. that's the red one. Well, it's JST XH. That's the red it's one. XH. Oh, X, right. yeah, XH. Yeah. That's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. So JST XH. Yeah. XT. Yeah, XT. So, um, but the, yeah, so you plug that in and then, you know, it, uh, it, the wings just slide right yeah. on and, uh, there's two, uh, you know, main carbon spar and, a a smaller carbon spar that's anti-rotation spa, uh, wing, anti-rotation pin doubles as a ro- anti-rotation pin, but, uh, that's in the wing and it sticks out about this far. And so you put that in the front and then that goes right underneath the ducting work and holds the front from pivoting. And then you have one that goes all the way through. Uh, and then you have these, uh, you know, the fences that they had that you could put on there. They still have those too. They painted those gray. So those are nice. Uh, but so far, everything that I've seen, uh, I haven't flown it yet. I'm still, um, deciding what receiver to put in it for him, but, um, I'm overall, I'm very, very happy. It took me about 15 minutes to put it together. Dang. It comes with, uh, <laughs> it comes with four screws in the back. Uh, this is the plug and play version. So all of the servos uh, were already installed and ready to go. Um, and they did upgrade the um, the control horns. They used to be kind of uh, like on my L39, they're plastic, but they're thin. You know, you can kind of, mm-hmm. if you push on them, you can kind of move them. But these are really stiff. I don't know what they changed. They, they're thicker. It seems like they're a little thicker. So you, if you moved it, you're going to tear the foam. You're not going to be able to just move the actual control horn itself. Um, but, uh, you know, four screws to hold the lower elevator. And then there's, uh, two screws in the front of the, um, horizontal stabilizer and then two screws in the back that actually hold it uh, together. What I did notice, uh, and I will tell you if you probably already own own these, if you're listening to us, but, uh, if you're looking at getting one, make sure that the tail section is fully seated. I didn't do that the very first time that I put the two screws in the back, and I thought, man, those went in really easy. Well, of course, they're going right into foam. You have to match up the hole, <laughs> so you have to push the you have that to push it far enough down to get into the wood block. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I would have I would have noticed because the tail was still sitting a little high, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, an incredibly nice airplane. I I have been very impressed. I think they've done uh, a really good job. I'm excited to go fly it. They say you don't need a gyro in it, that it's really super stable. Um, but I'm trying to decide if it's something for him, if I want to put one in, you know, or or not. So I don't know. What do you guys I think? I just oh, think with I, the free wing. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, with the free wing stuff lately, they've really been listening to the modelers. You know, they've, they've worked with motion. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm sure there's other places across the world. But, you know, they've really listened to the modelers and I think with the Avanti, it, it's such a stable airframe. It's like, you don't need the gyro. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd almost push for not putting the gyro in it because that way you can really 
feel how stable it is. And then when you do put something in with, with a gyro mm-hmm. in it, then it'll be like that that kind of false sense of of security. You don't it's there, but you really don't need it because you already know, hey, I can fly this plane, whether I got a gyro or not. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That's a good point. Good point. Well, okay, I guess I'll be the say? counter. I, I'm what I was gonna say is that, you know, for Scott. He, since he hasn't flown an EDF before, not to say that this isn't stable, but it's just another added layer of security. Plus, if he goes up to a turbine, he's going to have, you know, he's, he's making two big leaps, you know, in, in flying. Not that, it's, that he's, he can't handle it, but having, having that safeguard there of having a gyro, you know, it, it helps. It helps you know, with a bunch of stuff and gives you confidence in flying the thing. So um, I would say go ahead and get one. You know, they're really compared to what he's already spent, you know, spending a little bit more for a gyro that, he, you know, that he can even pull out and put in, you know, go into his, uh, uh, from what, you know, from this into his turbine, you know. Yeah. Seems like a no-brainer to me. I, 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 I would agree with that too. Mm. I concur. Yeah. All right. Well, those you are know. good, uh, good. What- what radio does he use? Thought. What radio system does he use? He's got a Spectrum DX9. Okay, so. so you could go with, I mean, any of the Spectrum AS3X ones. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I could. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I could do that, or you know, I thought about I got a Lemon 10 channel I could do in there, and you know, just a cheap one that you know we throw in there. But and I actually have a you know hope you can't see it, but I have a box of demons sitting down here. <laughs> it's got a bunch of them in there. And I could throw a demon in there and then, like Jay said, I thought about it and then, you know, take it out and put it in, you know, to his turbine. And then he would have the same settings and everything because you're just taking the gyro portion out. Like I would use it. I could do it on this one as a receiver, but I could do a receiver and a gyro as well. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I I had I talked to him about it and uh, he was like, you know, I told him the pros and cons and he asked me why I fly with them. And I said, well. I can fly with or without it, right? Because so Shannon's correct in the fact that if right. I did fly without it, it's probably pretty stable. I could probably have no problems. But what I like about the demons uh, and the gyros themselves is they make a lighter airplane fly heavier. And when you have a heavier airplane, it feels more scale to me because I'm used to flying bigger airplanes. And so, you know, putting that in there, and, and he is as well, right? Because we're in the same industry and we work together. And so for him, you know, he's got a bunch of bigger 33 percenters. And so he's used to flying something that has a big, you know, feel to it, big control surfaces. And I think a gyro tones this down just enough to where when you put a control input in, it feels more like it's a heavier airplane as opposed to a real lightweight. And that's my take on it. So, you know, there you go. You got three different opinions. Uh, everybody has their own, but um, those are all yeah. good foods for I, thought. I mean, I've got we'll gyros to, in uh, some planes and some I don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm either I go yeah. either way with those. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe I got demons in all mine, but that's what I use for receivers, yeah. so <laughs> it's kind of cheated. But anyway, once I kind of fell in love with that, it's a yeah, I'm a cheater. <laughs> I can turn it off. So I that's the other good thing is right is a turbine. I mean, it, with the gyros, you can turn them yeah. on or, or turn some them on. some I don't you want can one that stays on the whole time. Yeah, I don't want the one that stays on yeah. all the time. So. Right. Well, I'm really excited. Uh, like I said, it just it just arrived, um, you know, last night, and uh, and I got it together ten or fifteen minutes, and then uh, you know, kind of got the landing gear working, checked all the services. So I uh, I'm ready to go. Unfortunately, it's raining here in Phoenix, 
very rare, but uh, it's supposed to rain for the next two days. And hopefully that'll get out of the way for these events yes. coming up in the That's next the whole weekend. So definitely. I'm looking forward to that. That is definitely. Oh. Well, uh, it sounds like I kind of dominated everything, but we did talk about all the upgrades on the Avanti. Uh, I think we're going to uh, attend these events, come through next couple times with the, uh, with the uh, Arizona Electric Festival 20th anniversary. We'll have some episodes on those, and then maybe we'll come back and revisit the flying portion of this part uh, when we get back to you. So, uh, But that's it for our time. Uh, if you have questions or comments, please email us at theparkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, yeah, from I'm Michael here in Arizona. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And Shannon G and Mesa AZ. Later. All right. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.